You look adorable, by the way. What, are you wearing tie-dye? Uh, almost. I'm wearing a gauzy. Ooh! Uh, it's from Zelly for She. Nice. And it's, so, like, I do actually wish it were just cotton or something, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's like, um, I don't know, like a caftan chiffon material. Sure. So, but it's super, it's super cute. Mm. Super duper cute. I, just, I thought it would be warmer, but it's totally fine for today, and I just did an interview, so. Yay. So you get, uh, you get my work face today. Oh, hooray. <laughs> This is the most cash I think you've seen me in a long time. This is a shirt that I didn't even really wear as pajamas during the appropriate time of year. (laughs) Because as you know, I don't like Santa and I don't believe in him. Um, Fuck Santa. But it's really warm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that not just cotton? Is that like fleece line or some shit? No, it's like, it's definitely made of plastic of some kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Love those. They're it's, so cozy. What the I, fuck? I know. It's soft, but <laughs> definitely flammable. New news for you and for all of our fuck buddies. New Gary news. Busey has a show on Amazon that where he is a pet judge in oh, like yes. pet court. Oh, yes. you know this? Why oh, I was introduced to this by my nephew at the beach. <laughs> Whenever we hang out at the beach house, because, you know, kids today, they don't watch the TV. They watch the YouTube. Yes. And this was apparently, (laughs) I don't know, it was something that was on on some sort of on demand or something. Um, And, uh, yeah, I walked into the room and and Vince and Nate were just watching Gary Busey, Pet Judge. And I was like, hi, I just got here. So I don't really know what's happening, but... (laughs) Am I watching Gary Busey as a pet judge? And they were like, yes, that's actually what it's called. So, Are you ever? Uh, boy, are you ever. Oh, my God. The most. Um, the it most. is delightful, but I have about 10 minutes of, of it worth it in me before I'm like, okay, I get it. Oh, sure. No, that should be meant for short form shit. That can't be real. What? <laughs> what? Mm. Yeah. In the same vein of like what the kids are doing, I just had, I just was interviewed by this very, very sweet and earnest 19 year old college freshman, 1819. And she was talking to me and I was realizing as she was saying like cultural signifiers for her, I was like, oh no, these are things you don't know. And I had to give her the disclaimer and I'm like, I promise you, I am much older than you think I am. Uh. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Buckle oh, up. Oh, yeah, yep, totally. Uh, Very much felt outside in, like, what the youths are doing. And, and as I and old have come to you. <laughs> Good news, everyone. <laughs> Good news. <laughs> fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. Oh, my God, this is the best. Uh, I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And here on All the Fucks, we're having a snow day. We are. It's so snowy. You can actually, I'm sure that my microphone will actually hear, pick up the people outside who are shoveling. Oh my <laughs> I god, hear, I bet. I can hear the echo of shovels hitting the ground. Yikes. Yikes on a bike. It's great. Yeah, we've it's, got, uh, go on. We've got two feet and counting. It's just going to keep going. It's not the size that counts. 
<laughs> but sometimes it is. It's, well, I mean, in this it particularly is. <laughs> we could definitely be size queens for this. <laughs> size queens for snow. <laughs> Don't put that up there. Don't Please do that. don't make that the title. <laughs> I think don't put that up there could be the title of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> I have to tell you, I um, I actually really like the snow. Um, and I, I got some snow. stuff done today, but I just poured myself a glass of uh, of wine. We there's a Trader Joe's that has. Alcohol. I knew that some of them have wine and beer. Some of them have the have the Trader Joe's house brand liquor, which is crazy if you can find that, which is actually really oh, good. Interesting. But I just picked a whole bunch of bottles of white wine that were like between five and twelve dollars. I'm not here for your three dollar or three buck chuck. I'm not here for it. I don't care about it. I can buy <laughs> cheap wine that tastes better than that. This <laughs> this one was not so cheap, but this is how I know that my sniffer is still zonked from fucking Rona. Oh really? Is um like I this is definitely a Sauvignon Blanc, and I it has whatever the thing is that I pick up in onions now that was never a smell for onions for me. Is it more or less appealing? It's just different. Mm. It's different, and now it's in my wine, which I will bet you to a normal person doesn't smell like onions either. <laughs> the onions I used to know are the onions my now knows nows noses. <laughs> Or onions it's at not. this time and place. No, I can't drink it. It's not good. Oh, no. It's okay. It's oh, okay. Oh, God. You don't want some onion wine? <laughs> Someone <laughs> some does. Virusy onion wine. <laughs> Virusy onion wine. Oh. That sounds oh, like God. dandelion wine. I have to say, I was, uh, I was so... Oh, I was so torn because on Friday at end of work day, I got an audition request for uh, to star in a new show in uh, a theater show, a play in Baltimore. And I was like, man, this is the kind of work I would fucking love to do at any other time. And they would rehearse in March and they would open in April Mm. to a theater full of people. That feels a little optimistic slash delusional to me. A little optimistic? It is full fucking crazy train off the rails. (laughs) It's February 1st. Today is February 1st. Today is February 1st, and numbers are worse than ever. And yes, we have a vaccine, but it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And I thought about it. Wow, that's weird. I haven't heard of any other theaters doing performances i mean i haven't gone out and sought that out but right i saw an ad um in lancaster there's a giant theater called like i think i want to say it's called like the lancaster theater of sight and sound or something and that's where they do the big easter yeah it's where they do all the religious plays they do a passion play right and there's apparently an awesome looking queen esther thing happening Right now. It's oh, happening. Right now. What? Happening now. No. Happening live no. right now. Mm-mm. Tickets. Mm-mm. You can go see it. I don't like that. Right now. No. I mean, I know it's a big theater, but still, like, what? No. Uh, no. No. Especially not out in the hinterlands where it's, like, such a weird mix of religious celery. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Thank you, no thank you. No, not at all. Yeah, I was like, who... I know that people are going to restaurants here and there. By the way, I saw footage of L.A. when they finally opened up outdoor dining, and it's a shit show. So many people, completely delusional. L.A. is completely out of control. Why can't we control ourselves? What is wrong with us as a society? It's... Like so our we are we're so hard programmed to be around each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if this has taught us anything, it's that we will betray our own goddamn well being. I mean, mm. some people are going against their better judgment, and some people don't have any judgment. But right, um, right. You know, you you and I have talked about every step along the way where you're like, should I do this? I don't know, but I feel like I have to. Like even the little dumb things where I'm like, I guess I'm gonna do this, even though I feel really conflicted because it yeah. feels worth it, and ah. But it does not involve, like, going to Old Country Buffet or something. (laughs) Right. Right. They really are little steps. So I don't remember. I feel like I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I had booked, um, and I think I told you this, at least just the two of us, but, like, I had booked a um, a getaway house. Yes. For a couple of weeks ago. And I was super psyched about it. And they're just, they're, they're tiny houses. They're little trailers with a picture window and a bed. And everything is laid in with pine planks. And, uh, and like, they've got an HVAC unit and it's fine. And uh, they were taking extra precautions by allowing more time to clean in between guests. I presume earlier checkouts and later check-ins. And we went to this getaway house and immediately, and I didn't stop for, I stopped for gas in Jersey and that was it. We didn't stop anywhere to get food or anything. We just got there and we brought a bunch of our food from home. Mm -hmm. And the second we got in, I was like, "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) and like we enjoyed for about seven hours and my chest started to get really tight. And I was like, I don't feel okay here. Mm-hmm. And like nine times out of ten before this year, I would have been like, axe-wielding maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it but on. But I was, yeah. I was, and, and, and so Andrew's like, do you think like we're, someone's going to hurt us? And I'm like, no, I just, I, I, I can't shake the feeling that I really don't want to be, like I just don't feel safe here. Mm-hmm. And so we left. At 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and got home at one in the morning. And I tell you, like, full stop, there was no hesitation, no um, shame, no, like, oh, shucks, I wish we had stayed. There was no, like, poo poo, my vacation's too short. It was just like, I was, my chest started to relax as soon as we, like, safely got into New Paltz. <laughs> and we were both just happy to, like, sleep. In our beds. For yeah. The well, you said that there was no Wi-Fi also. There was no cell service and, there and was no, no Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Right, 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 right. That was huge. That was huge. And the way that I, like, got shamed on the landline by the lady who was like, we, we disconnect here. I'm like, bitch, I understand that. But this is not That needs to be year. a headline in your brochure, first of all. Yeah. Also, this, I'm not with hmm. you. We are not we. You own things and then you rent them to me. Uh, yeah. And you're not here. <laughs> you're not here in this experience. No, you're wherever. You're in your apartment in Brooklyn. We unplug here. 
Yeah. Well, have yeah. fun eating your fucking placenta and living without the Wi-Fi. Mm. I will also say, in a year like this one, like, I, I am on board with retreats that are, like, tech-free. But I think this is not the year to enjoy them. And, no. and this was only, this was days after the fucking insurrection. Yes. <laughs> you have to be in the right mind. I'm, you're right. No, I'm, I'm all for unplugging too. I'm not all for somebody being condescending is what I mean. It was so condescending and like, it was unexpected. Uh, so it was this anxiety of like, God forbid something does happen uh, because of COVID, but also if some, if anything happens, there's no way to know. There's no way to know what's going on, uh, politically. And I don't mean in ways that we just like doom scroll. I mean, in like, I need to know what's happening. Ah, great movie. I literally lived this during this time in a much smaller way. Great movie on Hulu right now called Save Yourselves. Uh, Melissa McEwen, the writer, recommended it and I immediately watched it. It stars Sunita Mani from Glow. Oh. Um, and John Richards, I believe, who's from Search Party and probably other oh. UCB stuff. Just watch the first episode of Search Party. Totally dig it. I'm here for yeah. it. Yep. But Save Yourselves is this who is this movie on Hulu that's about this couple not in COVID times. This couple in Brooklyn, and they're like all of us. They're freelancers. Everything is online. Everything is about Twitter and phone calls and video calls and, and messaging. And they both just come to the realization that they're not happy in that life. Like, it's not that they're at each other's throats. They're just not happy doing that. And, um, and so they decide when they run into this very granola friend played by Ben Sinclair of High Maintenance. Hi, I love him. They run into him at a wedding and he's like, yeah, man, I've been like more of the earth and I'm restoring my granddad's old cabin and the cat skills and man, you guys should come out. So the couple decides that they're going to be completely off the grid phones off no tablets no laptops no internet no phone no anything Mm -mm. for a full week and they go upstate and they go to this beautiful cabin and of course while they're up there the apocalypse is happening and they aren't warned because their phones are off. And so when the girl sneaks her phone, because she can't help it, oh, she shit. realizes all of these texts and voicemails are, like, f- coming in from her friends and family. Like, oh, my God, everything's going to shit. Fox and Friends is talking about the end of 10 days, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And it, it unfolds so delightfully and beautifully and, like, scathingly. Hmm. It's really, really good. Save Yourselves on Hulu. Save yourselves. I'm so Mm -hmm. into it. Strong recommend. Uh, But all that to say, I'm all for a tech-free getaway when the world, when, when the tech is what's killing our lives rather than the only connection we have. Mm -hmm. Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Absolutely not. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, wait, why did I bring that up? <laughs> oh, because you were talking about your your getaway. Yeah. Why did I say that? Oh, because we were talking about just, like, the, the, the freedom to leave the house. And so, yep. like, the one time I tried to stay somewhere else overnight, I had a meltdown, legit. 
had a meltdown. Uh, two weeks have gone by, so I presume that I didn't get sick while I was there. But, like, the thoughts that I was having in that little cabin were like, oh, my God, but it's so small in here. But they're, like, how long does it take for the air to change? <sighs> like, all these new strains, and they're all the more contagious. And I know. And here I am without a mask because I'm not around people, but I'm where people were. So, like, all of that is a lot. No, I get it. I get it. And the and the answer is we don't know. Like we we'll, we might never know. Yeah. We might never yeah. know whether we were reacting appropriately or not. I I don't think that I could do a getaway at a place that's smaller than our home right now. <laughs> like I right? would love to see some new I was thinking that too. I would love to see some new walls, but I solidly would want a place that is uh fairly large and has a nice bathtub and which has a fireplace. I would settle for yes. just a nice bathtub, um, but a fireplace would really – I would for leave sure. my house for a fireplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I was thinking that, too. I was like, huh, well, what's the appeal of – what's the appeal of minimalism right now? We are. We're living minimalism in right. so many ways. Like, not – yeah, not in the aesthetic way, but in, like, a very – in a profoundly affecting way. yeah. So why not Um, maximalism? um, Emotional minimalism. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went for a drive the other day and I just fucking cried. I Mm. cried because I passed a family, like my favorite family friends. I passed their house because they only live a couple towns away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just, first of all, I was like, I just want it to be the 90s. And I don't want this shit to be like, I don't even want this to be going on. I just want it to be yeah. a world where Trump didn't exist in this manner and mm-hmm. where all of these people were not dead, where like where we could hug each other and there would never have been a precedent of that not happening. Mm-hmm. Like, And I was like, I can't even stop the car and knock on the door and go hug them. Mm-hmm. Just and, and I just like fucking sobbed. Oh, it was a lot. That is a lot. And Andrew was like, we should take a nice drive. And I'm like, just warning you, when I leave the house, it means I rearrange my feelings. No. <laughs> Put little seatbelts on them, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Your little feelings. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> it becomes like There's a crochet so project many. instead of just a yeah. road <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god! Or like a fucking like a like a pocket shoe rack that you turn into a garden. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do that, but I can visualize it, and I hate it. Oh, it's so gross! It's so gross. Anytime they show you that on Pinterest, they're like, "Look how easy!" And then you put do it in real life, and it's a nightmare. Ew, that's like one of those things yeah. where it's like. You can make this with a can of apple pie filling. And it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I could. Yeah, you could also dump a milkshake on your head. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Oh, my God. Not that there's anything wrong inherently with apple pie filling. That's not what I meant. I just mean, like, there's a difference between making something and making something. You know what I mean? Yes. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Putting something into something else and making it hot isn't necessarily cooking. <laughs> it's not. 
Do you know what I really did enjoy, though, this summer, especially those, um, you know, they're like really fast moving videos shot from above. Yes, I love that. Right. Those Mm -hmm. things. I love that. And it never actually shows you the the ingredient, like the the, um, amounts. Oh, the amounts. No, they just throw in like fucking prep bowls full of shit. Um, but there, there was one especially that was going around this summer that would like, was it the don't stir one? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Don't stir is my current favorite. You at first think they're making like quesadillas and they do it all. And that seems fine. And then they start adding (laughs) burger and you're like, oh no. And then they add pasta sauce. It's like a seven minute long video and it just gets more horrific as time goes by. And And you think it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's a real fucking recipe. Yeah. And they're like, have a burger pizza, Dia. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw one recently that wasn't one of the fast ones. The fast ones are very addictive, though. Mm-hmm. But it was a girl who had a pre-made pie crust. Did you send this to me? Where she dumps the fucking um, SpaghettiOs with meatballs oh, into no. a pie oh, crust. No. And then she just keeps that. putting stuff on it. <laughs> And this this sincerely looked like a joke, especially when she got to slathering butter all over four pieces of whole wheat bread, I'll have you know. And then she cuts the crusts off because she's like, because I don't know any kids who like crust. And I'm like, are you this isn't making anything better. Um, And then like atop the cheese and whatever the other bullshit she put on top of the SpaghettiOs. (laughs) She then just like neatly laid these four crustless pieces of bread to make like a pie top ew what no and then and then she was like my kids love it and i was like your kids would have just eaten the the spaghettios the spaghettios if you're having a hard time you're like how can i get my kids to eat eat cheese and sugar (laughs) then you need to take your kids back because they're broken (laughs) they're broken cheese and sugar i who doesn't well lactose intolerant people and diabetics but i mean but they miss those things yeah i (laughs) now i just want to i love the soothing the so satisfying ones too where it's like just people like a hot knife into butter and stuff like that yes yeah i love that that are like visual uh asmr Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've seen visual ones like that that have a little bit of like that binormal, binormal. Bi- oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm fully binormal right now. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Binormal power. <laughs> In every way. Um, binaural beats, which has like a hypnosis sort of situation yes. to it. Those, yes. Those are, those, I, I like I said, ASMR is very specific for me, but that's just like, ah. Uh, it's whatever the I tried to watch the Eric Andre show and whatever the opposite of that is that's how I feel I like Eric Andre but his show gives me so much anxiety his talk show the Hannibal Burris as a sidekick I mean if you just watch like four minutes of the very first episode you'll you'll get it is I appreciate like an adult it swim I don't know maybe but um very stressful not good for relaxation. One of the things that I do find relaxing, though, is snow, as long as I don't have to be out in it. I love snow. And Jen and I were going to talk about a couple of uh, just, like, snow day stories. 
Uh, I've mentioned before we mostly had ice storms growing up. Like, we definitely had blizzardy things, but since we lived in the middle of the woods, ice storms were scary because they could knock out your power for, like, a week. Yes. I mean, snow's not great either, but snow can fall off of the power lines <laughs> as opposed to ice, which just right. gets heavier and heavier until everything breaks. <laughs> God. By the way, I just Did want you, you to know... Power? Like that, a ton? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a bunch. Um, We had a nice fireplace uh, for a while. We could even get to it and use it. Um, (laughs) After a while, there was too many boxes and crap in front of it. Um, uh, And our heat, like the central heat in this giant sprawling ranch home that I grew up in, probably kicked when I was... I don't know, five or six, like not too long after we moved in. We moved in when I was like three mm-hmm. and my family didn't like to get things fixed um, or didn't have the money to depending. So sure. there were lots of very, very precarious space heaters. But the first oh, couple God. times that I remember it snowing um, I, and being in, I don't remember being young and being in New York in the snow. Although I definitely remember being in a snowsuit because it was just like the Christmas story where my arms didn't go down. Yes. Um, but the first snow that I remember in Virginia, a tree had fallen across our long ass driveway. And our friends, the Bellflowers, came over to help my dad cut up the tree, which is hilarious because my father was blind in one eye and completely not equipped to help anyone cut anything with a chainsaw. Um <laughs> But that was, that was Alan. <laughs> Remember yes. I told you he also rode a moped around? Also bad idea. Forever over delivering. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is exactly the word. Um ambitious ambitious people oh, I come so from ambitious. so oh uh but I remember sitting with my friend Lisi I don't remember her brother and sister being there um and we were drinking hot chocolate and we were playing this new game that I got for the Atari and it was a strawberry shortcake game shut the fuck up strawberry on shortcake Atari. on Atari yes yes and it was the one time in my whole life that I can remember feeling cool where video games were involved because then immediately <laughs> yep yep immediately yep. I joined um l- late adopters <laughs> <laughs> same mm. same I didn't get my first Super Nintendo until I was 16 I never have one I, I, told I, you I didn't one. even Go on. For like 20 bucks. Nice. At when that I, point. When I moved to New York, I I think I told you, I put an ad in Craigslist under the free stuff. And I was like, I would love to get my husband an, uh, an NES, but I don't have any money. So if anyone's getting rid of one, I will fix it up. And someone gave me one. The someone, original? Mm-hmm. Someone met me on, yeah. a, on a corner somewhere and was like, I'm so glad that someone is taking this and here are five games. <laughs> Yes. I bet they regretted that. <laughs> Probably. Um, and then Don found a way to get whatever the nine pin thing is replaced. Like oh, he ordered a part nice. and replaced it himself. He was so excited. It was so cute. Oh, that's amazing. I only have old game systems. 
I don't have an original Nintendo because I really don't have any desire for that. But I have a Super Nintendo. I have my my original Sega Genesis from 1992. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, at the time, had a Game Gear. And who knows where it went. But I have one now, a, a, which was a handheld okay. unit by Sega. Um, it was bigger than a Game Boy. Huh. Um, so I have a Game Gear. I have an N64. And a Wii. And that's as far as my game evolution goes. Yeah. Because yeah, we still play stuff on the Wii sometimes. I like that. Mm. Yeah, the Wii just stopped um, Stopped actually, like like all internet things do in the most irritating way, the Wii stopped hosting the apps for like Netflix and Hulu. Uh-huh. So I had to move on to a Roku and I'm like, what fucking good are you? I know. <laughs> yeah, it sits there just being like, do you want to play frisbee on me? <laughs> yeah, I can do this one thing now. Yeah, um, and I regret we gave you know I I don't know if we sold or gave away some of our Wii games, but we used to have this game called Cooking Mama Cook Off. It was the best. Um, it that sounds it, amazing. It, it, it was like it would give you a recipe like time to make uh, squid ink spaghetti. <laughs> And this little lady with a very heavy Asian accent would come on screen and sort of like cheer you on. She would be like, like if you were doing badly, she would go, I help all you. No. (laughs) And it was so cute. And you just had to like do things to like chop up the squid and make the ink come out. And then you had to stir the water while it was boiling for the spaghetti. You had to jerk off a squid? She she helped teach you how to jerk off a squid? I mean, I already knew how. <laughs> it's not rocket science, Jen. <laughs> you just ask the squid what it likes. <laughs> Communication is key in the bedroom the and the kitchen. will give you its enthusiastic consent. And in the marina. <laughs> Yes, you had to shake weight all over the squid. Um, but I did definitely, I definitely played lots of, of video games at other people's house. I feel like I got snowed in yes. at other people's houses a couple of times. I'm not sure how or why that happened. Maybe it was like I spent the night at someone's house assuming that there would be no school the next day. And my mom was like, good, someone else has to take care of my kid for the whole day. I almost wonder, just given what you were living with at home, if it was intentional if, like, I don't put it past you at all to be like, there's snow coming. There's no fucking way I'm going to be trapped here during a snowstorm. Uh, later on, That's absolutely. It, like in oh, high yeah, school. Okay. Oh, for, sure. Okay. High school for sure. When I was, like, old enough to be able to call people to come get me. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, and, like, I mean, did my mom like being left in that awful house in the cold by herself? No. I'm sure she did not. <laughs> but she wasn't offering any other solutions. So I found my own. <laughs> you did what you had to do. I did. I did. Hey, sorry. Can my mom come spend the night too? It's just. Oh, God. Oh, the way you had to help her with friends. I know. Oh. <laughs> Such an awful feeling. I know. But um, you did what you had to do. You got, mm-hmm. you removed yourself from a literally dangerous situation. Yeah. Put yourself somewhere where you could thrive and be more comfortable and be fed and not freeze to death. So, yep. yay. <sighs> yeah. 
yeah so I, yeah that's that's how i that's how i learned those life skills so early and then never developed some other ones <laughs> <laughs> you can't have everything I mean, where would you put you, it you, <laughs> near the fireplace and that near precariously balanced uh, tinderbox <laughs> did i ever tell you about the time that our cat almost set a fire by the fireplace no um okay so we had two cats uh merlin and tybalt and i don't remember which cat this was but um i've known a number of cats named tybalt by the by <clears throat> tybalt is the king of cats in shakespeare oh, yeah oh yeah um well i don't know if that tybalt is in romeo and juliet they refer to him as the king of cats it has a different mythology attached to it uh so we were about to leave the house for Girl Scouts, and I think the cat had, like, we had litter boxes, but I, you know, the cats had so many places to choose, <laughs> so sometimes they did not pee in the litter boxes, um, and I guess the cat was scratching over by the, uh, fireplace which by the way we still had like old wood there anytime anything became disused in the house we just left it where it was like nothing ever got cleaned up mm-hmm. old refrigerators stayed where they were never got hauled away if the, we weren't couldn't use the fireplace the wood still stayed there and apparently so did a pack of strike anywhere matches oh no and my cat scratched at them and lit the whole pack of matches I mean, you've seen, like, a pack of fireplace matches. Like, a whole bundle of matches on fire. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, my mom was, like, she was screaming, get some water. So I, like, she's leaping over furniture and boxes and shit, trying to stamp it out. And I'm handing her water with my weak little, like, preteen arms. It's not like I could just haul this water over to her. It all worked out fine. It was a very small fire. But if we had left the house already... That place would have been gone. Gone. And I have to tell you, sometimes I I would think about that, and I was like, gosh, wouldn't that have been amazing? I was just thinking that, too. I was like, "Mm, thank God for small favors. I don't know what would have happened. I think we probably would have wound up moving back to New York and living with my grandmother in her hoarded apartment. So I can't say that that would have been the best. But it was one of those things where I was like, huh. Why are we saving this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are we so Why are we so frantic to put out this fire? Now, now, now hold well, on a second here, Mom. Well, and the answer let's, to let's that just was, think was about this. I'm sure we had no insurance. Like, uh, I'm yeah. sh- I'm sure that we had no insurance. We would have absolutely been without anything except for the car. Oh, yeah, which was probably I mean. worth four hundred dollars. <laughs> Uh, this was supposed to be about fun snow day things. How'd this get so Shit. sad? Okay. Um, I'll jump in. <laughs> yes. I'll jump in. So, um, well, I mean, they're, they're teeny tiny little memories that just kind of float like bubbles here and there. But when I was uh, young, like three, four, five, mm-hmm. um, my mom's best friend, her family had a house, uh, a cabin in the Adirondacks. And so... That would be like, we would go for sure in the summertime, but we would also go sometimes for the holidays, like because it was just the Adirondacks, we would go several times a year just for a weekend or for or for a whole week, whatever. And so um, it was a budded 
against this tiny cliff um, <laughs> over the lake, and um, the lake would freeze over, and we would we could go ice skating on it too. So, <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute! And nothing I would ever do, but it's very cute. And yeah, I would watch people I mean, do I, it. Ooh, I I don't remember being good at it, so I can't have been. <laughs> and then I didn't continue doing it as an older child. So, um, but yeah, I do remember being in the snow in the Adirondacks, and that was a wonderful thing, being on this frozen lake. And uh, and then, um, <clears throat> big love to my cemetery. <laughs> yes, where all my cemetery peeps. <laughs> um. The, the cemetery that I literally grew up next to. So my neighbors were um, the, the small fucked up family on one side uh, where the boy who lived with them uh, was super creepy mm-hmm. um, and obnoxious. And then I lived next to hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of people uh, who were very quiet. <laughs> and so beyond... All of the graves, there was a big hill, and strangely, I think like a hobbit house, the hill, the grassy fucking knoll inside, if you went down to the street level, there were like two big creepy iron doors, and I think they had caretaker stuff in there. I don't even know. It it was padlocked shut, and I never, I wasn't disrespectful of my cemetery. Right, of course not. Of course not. It was just mine. Um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I would, but this big hill was great for all kinds of things, both fun and dangerous. So it turned dangerous when I got older and I was like, hey, this is a great hill. I should ride my bike down it. Or, hey, this is a big hill. I should just like, just like flop down it and see what happens. And thankfully nothing awful happened um, in in either of those instances. (laughs) But I do like rolling um, down a hill. Oh, it was perfect for rolling down. And so I would roll down it and go sledding on a saucer down it. And you could pick up some damn good speed. And the better part is that there were no graves on on the, like, landing strip of it, basically. (laughs) That is the good part, yes. (laughs) So you couldn't get thrown and, like, bust your head open. That wasn't Um. And that was, that was how I would snow day, I mean, my whole life. I remember there were, so we got really, really, really big storms in Jersey on even years. So I remember there was a huge, huge, like several feet snowstorm in 92, another one in 94, another one in 96. And uh, 94, my friend Lynn. Maybe that has to do with El Nino. Probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and in 94, we got like several feet. I want to say maybe three feet of snow. Damn. We, and it that's, stuck that's around. That's a lot of snow. And I was stuck on making a snow fort. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, and my God. I, um, and my, my fair weather friend was over, and we were building this snow fort in the cemetery, com- of course, completely unsupervised. Uh-huh. And I was just, like, building it up and up and up and up and up and finally made, like, the ceiling, which was so questionable because it's <laughs> snow with no infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And 
I want to say my mom came to find me and was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm making a snow fort. I'm going to get inside. She's like, no, you're going to die. You need to come home. Oh, you had such a good idea, though. <laughs> it was a great idea. And, like, I would I, – I thought snow could make all kinds of things. I thought I you mean, could make beds out of snow. You could uh, – I mean, I literally am the, the snow song from White Christmas. Oh. And so I would, like, stay out there the whole time. I wasn't the kid who got bored and was like, eh, let's go home for a snack. I was like, no, I'm still going. And my mom was like, um, you should come home. <laughs> yeah. It's not safe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I might have almost uh, collapsed a giant snow fort in on myself and gone completely undetected oh my to God. my family. You're like, Calvin and Hobbes does it. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I got so much life advice from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> I bet you could do it now. I bet you yes. could. I've, I mean, I bet you could eat Google how to do a, <laughs> do a structurally sound right. snow fort. We didn't have that shit growing up. We had to hurt ourselves by ourselves. <laughs> That's right. And you're going to do it like that, just as dangerously. Then you're going to be proud of how far you've come. Exactly. It's all just like Action Park over and over and over again. Yes. Yep. Um, I also, okay, so I do not ski now. Mm-hmm. I was a skier for a short period of time. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned that before, and it always blows my mind. Not that there's anything, not that I don't think you shouldn't be a skier. I mean, just, I shouldn't. Let me be very so clear. Solidly, I should not. It's so solidly not your current vibe. Absolutely. <laughs> Right. Well, when you're a kid, though, skiing doesn't have that uh, gravity to it, right? It's just like... Sure. Especially coming off of the 80s, which, like, 80s energy, I feel like anyone who doesn't know, 80s energy is is current and forever in New Jersey. It just is. Like, there's not going to be a day that the 80s don't feel relevant and we're going to be like, yeah, that was 40 years ago. No, that's not how it happens. So, like, the way the way that, like, ski, like, ski resorts were, like, come and, like, shred back in the 80s, that still, it, it, it held over into the mid and late 90s. <laughs> and so my elementary school had a ski club and... Uh, by the time I was in eighth grade, I was like, I think I would like to ski. And my, po- my folks were like, okay. So they, as long as they were like, as long as we don't have to take you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which was really the golden rule with my parents. I could do pretty much anything I wanted as long as they wouldn't have to take me. That's so, great. That's amazing. That is why I carpooled with my friend Jimmy, who grew up to be... Uh, Orange Cassidy, the wrestler. Orange Cassidy, yes. I love this story. I hope I get to meet this guy one day. I just find him I mean, so endearing. I'd love to see him again. I haven't seen Jimmy since we were since we graduated, and we only grew up like maybe two miles apart from each other. But yeah, Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's family would take me with them, and we'd go up into the Poconos, Poconos, and uh, go to Blue Mountain. Um, and it, like ski club, I don't know, they would give the school like a reduced rate and you'd pay whatever and you'd get to go to this lodge that was suspended in time and you'd get to do night skiing. I don't know. It was a Friday in winter. We probably got there at like 
5 p.m. and stayed, I don't know, to like 9. That sounds and so fun. So fun. And so the first time I ever went, you know, they, they teach you on the bunny hill and like the, the rope that you, instead of getting on a ski lift to get to the top of the bunny hill, you take a tug rope. So you just grab the handles. Uh-huh. And it lets you slide up. And they teach you how to uh, angle your skis inwards to create a snowplow to, to slow down. I did not slow down. <laughs> and, they, and there are faster ways to stop that you learn once you're a more accomplished skier. Like, uh-huh. to kind of, like, skid out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the way you see in, like, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at first, they just teach you how to slow snowplow. And I built up enough momentum that I'm doing this and it's not... I, oh it's my not god! Helping, and I just keep going, and I hit a tree. <gasps> oh uh, no! Not badly, <laughs> not badly. I just like skid out, and I hit a tree, and I'm like, Jenny Bono. Uh huh. This was the same year that Sonny Bono died. No, the same fucking year. And no. I was like, LOL, it's cool, it's just a tree. And my friend Kim is like, uh, this tree is on the side of a cliff. And I looked through, like, one more tree, and it was a, just a fucking splat to East Stroudsburg or some shit. <laughs> oh, my God, you would have made that goofy yell noise when he goes Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. Wow, I'm so glad that you did not die skiing the same year that Sonny Bono died skiing. Girl, it got worse. No. <laughs> I, mean, I still didn't die, obviously. <laughs> but what if I was a ghost this whole time? But- what if I was a ghost that just, like, made stupid jokes? <laughs> this is a web series. This is a web series. I'm the ghost of the soap store, and I've just followed you around ever since we worked there. Oh, my God. Amazing. (laughs) Not a terrible plot. No. I could work with that. I love it. (laughs) So, um, once I got off the bunny hill, and and my friend Kim was a better skier. She had been skiing for a couple years. And and we were ski buddies, and we'd go together. So she, so I got on a fucking ski lift and I was not as terrified of heights at that time let me tell you I don't know I don't know what person I was when I went on a ski lift and did not immediately have my heart fail but I can't even fathom agreeing to do that now like oh yeah you have to learn how to sit and trust right because it like no that looks terrifying to me they they are terrifying. They like, you know, because they all, they're just, they automatically come up and you have to like be ready for it to hit the back of your knees and for you to sit down at the same time and yeah. like lift up your poles, lift up your skis um, and, and let it take you 30, 40 feet above the earth while they stop and start. And sometimes it stops for this indeterminate amount of no, time. No, and you're just hanging there. Is there a and lap just bar or something? Uh, there is a lap bar. There is a sit, and it's like so. Is there uh, extra padding on the seat for all the people who are peeing themselves? No, <laughs> sounds awful. No, it is terrifying. But this was the time in my life when I was still like uh, on roller coasters and shit, so it wasn't sure. as, it wasn't as big for me. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I would I would go up on a ski lift, and uh, Kim and I took this run where uh, it wasn't like a black diamond. It was. 
I don't know, an intermediate slope. And they build in moguls, which are little bumps that help give you air. And they're fun if you know what they are. Oh. I, uh, but they don't tell you they're happening. Like, so I was just like, I can go down a hill. And I went over a mogul and I started flying. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I fell (gasps) flat on my back. No. I had the wind knocked out of me. Oh, I hate that. On a mountain. In the snow. And (laughs) because it's having the wind knocked out of you, which hopefully nobody's had to experience as an adult. Oh, it's so scary. So scary. It's so scary. Like, if you remember it happening as a kid, they call it that because you can't breathe. Right. And you're like, why the fuck can't I breathe? Right. Until for some, until like 20 seconds later, your body's like, oh, right, lungs, you can do your thing. Right. (laughs) So Autonomic I'm just nervous there. system. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just there and I can't breathe. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And Kim's like, are you okay? And I do hurt. And I'm like, I don't know. And Kim's like, I should call the ski patrol. So after like the first run ever that I did, the ski Aww. patrol picks me up, puts me on a fucking gurney, puts me in an ambulance, <sighs> takes me to a hospital. No. Oh, no. In the Poconos. To do, like, I don't have my health insurance oh, because God. I'm 13, right? Um, uh, takes me to the uh, emergency room and they do a bunch of x-rays to make sure I haven't broken anything. Aww. And what I specifically remember was I was sitting with Kim and we're 13 and they were like, oh, there, that that's your gas. And Kim and I just laughed for like several hours about <laughs> seeing farts on an x-ray. And that is my takeaway of what skiing was like. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, oh my I mean, god. I I miss the experience of it. I don't mm. miss the actual fear of and I didn't continue doing it after that. Uh probably because I had to choose between like forensics and skiing and I was like Forensics, bye. Yeah. Easy. But e- easy. Yes, every decision was easy when it came to forensics. But um, uh, I don't think I skied really after like my freshman year of high school. And I definitely, I missed the experience. But looking back on it with adult eyes and just like knowing what can happen and knowing how oh, dangerous yeah. it is. Yeah. I was very mad that my mom didn't let me go skiing when I went on the ski trip with my youth group. Um, because we didn't have insurance. And and also I'm a notorious klutz. Like she's, she was right. She was right. But what she should have said, she should have told me, she should have said, we can't do that because if you hurt yourself, we can't pay for it. That's what she should have said. And I would have understood, but I didn't, I didn't understand. So I was just bitter and I insisted on going anyway. And what, see, when you were like, if you were telling little baby me, oh, a ski lodge, like I'm going off of every 80s movie I've ever seen where it looks like cozy by a fire and like it doesn't it look like it smells like wet dog. And <laughs> there's it looks like a lodge where there's like all kinds of cozy places to sit. No. So I sat and watched everybody out a window while they were learning, and then they all went away. And I read, which is fine, because at any given moment in my <clears throat> before 26, probably, I had a book on me somewhere. 
mm-hmm. um, and except for every place in the lodge was cold, and everything smelled like ass because people would tromp in with their wet boots, and it smelled like the the part of the of the ice skating rink where he puts their skates on because that's uh-huh. what indoor outdoor rug smells like when it's been wet and dry and wet and dry oh, a million times. God, it's yeah. like it's like a yeah. dog and hot dogs, <laughs> and and mildew. <laughs> And it wasn't, mm-hmm. there was no fire and there was almost nowhere to get warm. I was actually sitting like at a cafe that was really technically part of the bar. <laughs> I was really in a part of somewhere I shouldn't really have been because there was nowhere <laughs> else to just sit. And people who worked there kept coming by and asking me if I was okay. Oh, no. I wanted to be oh. like, can you guys send a memo? Like, my sorry ass is going to be here all weekend. So just let oh, everybody know. God. Oh, honey. I'm fine. I'm used to being neglected. Um, so what yep. I got out of that was just, I mean, I loved my youth group so much. So I, I liked, I liked the prayer stuff and I liked the team building stuff. And I liked all of that things that, that we did at night after everybody was done skiing. But it did make me feel fatter than ever. Mm, for sure. <laughs> so once again, I think you guys all know how I feel about my body. And it is usually a number one. But at the time, I was like, I am too fat to be a person. And here I am, like, watching all of my friends be, like, sporty. And then they were so tired, so tired from being sporty all day. And, you know, when you get teenagers together and you get them sweating, somebody's going to make out. Yep. So yep. I was looking across the room and I like with this one girl in her messy bun and my friend hitting on her and I was like, Oh, if I went skiing today, I would be making Shit. out with somebody. Yeah. Right. All of these things are lies, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. Of course. But those feelings are very familiar for yeah. sure. Well, and on top of the fact that like in slight hopes that my mom would change her mind, I actually went looking for a snowsuit. I was not able to find a size 18 snowsuit at the time. I do quickly want to make a little plug. The Plus brand, Fashion to Figure, who did a special winter drop with our friend, Chastity Garner Valentine. Oh, shit. That's great. It's nine items, so it's a little capsule wardrobe, but it is a winter capsule so there's a ski jumpsuit that's very bond girl very cute with like rose quartz zippers not oh. rose quartz rose gold rose gold um there's a long faux fur vest that's super cute um there's a ski cat suit that's like suspender style and it just says chill over and over and over very cute Ow. there's a white quilted snowsuit with a uh, marabou um uh cuffs and then stop it like a I'm looking this like up right a now. faux fur hood I, lo- I love there's it when a people cu- say faux fur couple turtleneck sweaters there's a pretty sweater dress that's uh that's cute there's an off the shoulder wrap sweater that's very pretty um and I think maybe they sold out. There were some really great, like, super shiny leggings. But basically, my point wow. being, there are three specifically designed for plus-size bodies uh, haute couture snowsuits oh. that exist, designed by Chastity, 
online God bless. On fashion to she is just on fire. Right? Oh yeah, my God, is. this is amazing. Yeah, it's super great. I really, really oh, want that Bond suit. I want that pink fur vest. That is amazing. Isn't that pretty? Oh, yeah. how fun. Oh, nice. Right? Right? Oh, and she looks so pretty. Oh my God, she she's looks so, so pretty. pretty. I know. It's okay. ridiculous. And. I mean, I hope she had a safe trip, but obviously they took her to fucking Utah or whatever to do the promo oh, shots with God. her to, like, abandon Sundance or some shit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Amazing. So, if you need a snowsuit and That's you are great. a plus size, babe, go to fashiontofigure.com and check out Chastity's Capsule. I got to tell you. Not I think sponsored. I. I think that I want one just in case I ever go <laughs> do snow things. Girl, I want it right. I want it just so that I can go build a snowman tomorrow. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I, I, I really do think that I want that, uh, that ski jumpsuit. It's pretty boss. They don't oh really my have God. information about it though. It looks <clears throat> like um, what is it? Um, oh, knights, white, white knights. Is that what that was? There was some movie about Russian spies that I feel like it might have had Mikhail Baryshnikov in it where they were all walking around in snowsuits that looked exactly like that. Ah, uh, nice. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's so cute. And it's very nice. reasonable. This thing is only 90 bucks. Like, what? Yeah. Yep. That's great. It's great. <sighs> um, so. That's that. lovely. I will also say the only time I really, really missed not skiing was when I was at Sundance last year. Oh, yeah. It made choices much easier because I was like, well, I'm not going to go throw myself off a cliff. So there's that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was so pretty. Uh, oh, it was so pretty. Jesus. Yeah. Again, I like snow. I think I might actually... Um, Go build some snow sculptures on. There are right next to the the uh, grocery store around the corner from me. There's a couple of mm-hmm. little um, benches which are in the shade. So whatever I build there is going to last forever. Um, uh, and maybe like some little people. I like sculpture. I like snow sculptures. I'm not necessarily good at it, but yes, it's fun. Super fun. I haven't played in the snow in a while. When I was at when I was at college, you had the opposite experience. I was in the woods in I was in fucking like Hogwarts. <laughs> well, you were in Hogwarts Tropical. Yeah, I was. Ha- Havana Hogwarts. That was you. <laughs> Hogwarts Havana Nights. <laughs> oh yes. shit. <laughs> Yeah, I but I was like I was in the middle of the snowiest area in Jersey, and I remember we got some real good snowstorms. Um, and at Rempo, there's this big hill uh, that was super popular for sledding, and it like it it has plenty of lawn, and it's pretty steep. It was better than my cemetery hill, <laughs> but then it also skids out into the road. The college road, okay. not like normal people driving on it, but the road. Mm-hmm. And 
and that was the popular place to like take a pizza box and go sledding oh, on of snow days. Right. I remember my freshman year there was a snowstorm that was so significant that we that they closed school for two full days. Oh wow. Which is a lot for college. Like college usually doesn't give a fuck, but Yeah, two thousand one yeah. or two thousand two there was something really insane. Is that when when were you in college? I forget. Uh, my first my first winter was January oh three. Okay. So that was when uh but we got a lot of snow in January, February oh one. That that really put the damper on my uh on my Christmas romance that I read Oh right. Back in back in December. There was a ton of snow that winter oh three the one that you're talking about might have been the one where i uh i fell down our outdoor stairs in harlem and broke my toe <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no. because the management company wasn't shoveling the stairs yeah yep i just had a friend of mine from high school who now lives in chicago and she uh she just she posted on instagram and she was in a big cast and she had uh, she was going down the back stairs of her building, and the step that was closest to being done done was icy, and she broke her fucking leg. Oh no! Every time, every time I fall down, I worry that that's going to happen. Like uh, when it is snowy and icy, um, there's a spot down by the Hoboken Path Station that just never gets. It just never gets. Mm. There's two entrances to the path. There's like this one over here that there's a lot of foot traffic, and that one gets cleared. And then the other one where you get off the buses is just constant death trap. And I don't. It's never been shoveled. It's like it's never crossed anyone's fucking mind. And you can watch everybody because everybody is actually in a hurry, but people are crab walking because they don't want to die. And even mm-hmm. crab walking, um, I in my head, I in my head, I went whoop whoop whoop. <laughs> That's absolutely not the noise I made, but. It definitely sounded like that in my head. And it was just like ass over tea kettle, like feet in the air, flat on my back. I didn't hit my head, thankfully, because I'm good at falling down. I know how to do it. I'm very good at falling down. Yeah, Um, thank God. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely a trip to the chiropractor where I was like, oh. Oh, no. Yeah, all I could think of was that I was so glad I didn't have my laptop with me. (laughs) Yes. I had, uh, let's see, what was my my stupidest most recent one is probably uh, in the last, maybe 2016, because I was living here, but um, I was pulling on my boots, and, uh, and I, so I bent over fully, right, and I tugged my boots on, and it's like the number one no-no from chiropractors, like the stupid thing that makes your back go out. Oh, God. And I felt the twang, and I was like, uh-oh, and... It was a snow day, oh. and things just got progressively worse, and then I had to go to a new chiropractor oh, no. in the snow in Manhattan. I remember that. I remember that. I remember, I remember, I remember. Awful. It was awful. Awful. It was so bad. I think so that might bad. have been the first time that you were like, you were like, I keep a foam roller in my car, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh, I yeah. want a foam roller. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I mean, my back was real, real bad at that point in time. But still, like, just the just the indignity of, of like, I should have just stayed the fuck home. I should have just called and said, you know what? Sessions are canceled today. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, that's one of the reasons. I don't mind. Um, 
don't mind being out in the snow while it's snowing. I actually don't mind that very much at all. I don't, I would prefer not to go very far afield, but still. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's once it starts melting where all of a sudden, if you're in a city, all of the corners of the sidewalk are nobody else's problem, right? So if you own a building, if you own any property, you're supposed to shovel out in front of there. But if you come to a corner, it's probably nobody's. And, it's and nobody gives a shit. Nobody no, nobody does anything to it. But that's where you have to cross the street. Right, right, right. Uh, so yes. thankfully, I now have a pair of, like, awesome winter boots that, that are fully waterproof up to my mid calf which is great because the um, tongue is attached to the rest of it so the tongue Uh comes out but it doesn't pull all the way out so I could literally they're like hip waders but they you know mid calf waders yeah um and they look like ducks they've got the rubber part and then they're purple and shiny because I want as much purple in my life as possible um yes but also there's nothing even that feels bad when you step in that coldy, icy puddle that looks like it's going to be two inches thick oh. and then it swallows your whole fucking foot. Oh, my God. And then uh, I can't tell you how many events I've had to go to where I have to, like, be in a fucking heel or ballet flat. And that's when that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. So mad. So mad. <laughs> I think I told you the place that we went to in Al- in Alaska, the club... Had a coat and boot check. So people would bring their cute shoes so that they could wear them inside. And then you could check your boots along with your coat. And I was like, that's so great. That is something that New York needs to do. But they can't even seem to get coat checks right, which is insane to me. So awful. Or even like hooks. The last time that I was in Manhattan (laughs) in the cold, which was a long time ago now, but um, Mm -hmm. uh, that there was like no place to... Well, that's not true. I was in Manhattan in the cold, but I didn't have occasion to take off my coat <laughs> because yes. I didn't go inside. Um, right. uh, yeah, the amount of places that either like coffee shops that don't have coat hooks in the bathroom make me mad. Um, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. bars that don't have coat hooks anywhere. Like, what are you doing? And there's no coat check. I'm not saying we all need a coat check. That's fine. We don't need that. We Just don't. give me a but place to put my hooks. shit Dum dum. You know we have shit. It's New York. It's right. it's literally torture. Yeah. 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 We're all all the stuff all the stuff you Midwesterners, etc. All of the things. Mm-hmm. Think about everything if you do not live in New York or another city. Think about all of the crap that's in your car right now. Think about it. Think about all the things that you're like, well, I might need it for something or another. You have to carry that. That's what you do. That's what you do in that's New York. You become you, you become you become like a hitchhiker. <laughs> yeah, right. With one giant, never-ending bindle. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jumping on the subway like it's a rail car. Like oh, oh, it's terrible, and it's a way of life that we've become so accustomed to. And it's honestly, I don't, I, I do not prefer LA in virtually any sense. But do I envy? LA actors for just having their cards? Yes. Do I envy them for their pilot season being typical weather, typical LA weather, or like cold LA, like, oh, it's 60 degrees. Um, As opposed to our pilot seasons, where I cannot tell you the number of times that we've had a blizzard like this Uh. on a day that I have had to go in for a network 
Oh. Audition. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to make arrangements to, like, stay with friends in Midtown because right. there's no fucking way. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so unsafe and so impossible. And then I have to stay in the city until... Until somebody gets their shit together enough right. to, like, operate a car or a train. Right. Right. Well, that's why, that's why if you see me in – I am in – a couple of people have sent me that, um, like, the search for Tracy Turnblad when they were trying to find the actress for the movie and they found Nikki Blonsky. Um, yeah. I got called back for that, for a screen test. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the footage that they have that they use for just a second is not my original cattle call, but the screen test because – I had to come mm-hmm. back in two feet of snow. I had to wait for the path train to start working again. And uh-huh. they were like, we we understand that it's hard, but we're still doing this. So fucking get here. And I was like, oh. And of course, of course, my I was like, this seems impossible. But then I was like, what if it's your big break, Lillian? Of course. What if this is the thing? Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, my hair is a mess. I mean, it's not terrible. I look super cute in that. Like, I'm wearing a brown shirt. My arms are open wide, and I'm just singing my face off. Um, but I, my hair is flat, and I have this one that's just yeah, this sure. one big piece that just alfalfa. That's so excited to be there. But doing, yep. <laughs> Which I mean, because I was wearing a hat, and once I put on a hat, my hair is plastered to my head. Yeah. Yes. What exactly. is that like? I want to hear from you. We always want want to, want you to call in and tell us things. But, like, for you, if you're a person who can put on a hat and then take it off later in the day and you don't look like a different person entirely, I want to know what that's like. I feel like those are people with with curly hair. It doesn't even – just, like, some body, some sort of yeah. circumference some to something. your your each individual hair strand. Oh, my God. That, I don't have that without a hat, let alone <laughs> – with one yeah no yeah we're fine here but it's for sure oh yes i feel like you have to have like actually curly hair and then you put the hat on you take it off whatever it's all the same my favorite in the cold has always been and this doesn't just happen in hoboken but for people who don't know hoboken um my friend uh kelly nichols when she used to do stand-up she used to describe it as a place where um frat frat boys go to die and where uh where it's a law that you have to wear a nude lipstick <laughs> like <laughs> that's solid she probably told that joke better but um it's very uh like real housewivesy basic bitchy um broy yep yep it's, yep it just is and they, they want to be the sixth burrow but even worse than that, like it's it's more it's like, you know, Paramus and Staten Island influences, but yes. with like a too big for your britches kind of bullshit to it. That's really yeah, yeah, yeah. just my obnoxious, intolerable. I mean, unearned. <laughs> unearned. Calm down. Ain't that the fucking truth? It's yes. Hoboken, you ding dongs. <laughs> um. Have fun living there because no one's ever going to come visit you because you can't park. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many complete – and that's one thing that I love about this winter. Like, I, I don't love the pandemic, obviously. Um, <laughs> Liar. 
I don't love the pandemic. Do I love the idea of not having to fret about traveling in mm. this? I love that. I fucking love that. Not being able to just enjoy the snow without the low level of panic of like, eh, it's pilot season. What if I have to go to the city? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm-mm. Nope. Everything's coming to me through mm-hmm. the internet. It's fine. I can stay here. I can think it's so pretty. I can take my dumb sweet dog out into the snow and he'll just sink inside it and oh, like I love then it. leap around like an excited little deer. It's great. Oh, I um, love it. I love it. Oh, he is well, he's currently asleep, but he he was overjoyed today. Oh. Do you ever um do you like maple syrup? I don't even know. We've never had occasion to have this conversation. I love maple syrup. I love to take I love authentic motherfucking maple syrup. Real maple syrup on a big bowl of snow. It's so Ooh, fun. Yes. I, I mean, did that when I was a kid. Uh, we did too and part of it was because um or at least this is the story that came down with that. My mom's grandma. So my great grandma um, her family was from Canada, French Canadian, and ha- they had um, a ranch or like one of their friends had a, a maple farm, which is or grove or whatever maple trees that you would then take the thing and stick it in there like they do in Hunger Games, and it all drips out. Yes. Um, splint, split, split, whatever the thing is, it's a thing that you stick into a tree, and then you get maple syrup. Um, and there's a faucet is on. Is it, it a dick? everything's a dick you know that better than anybody come on everything everything sex and politics always everything could be if you try hard exactly exactly even snow um so the story was about i think my great grandma at a party when she was little so it goes back that far where um she was uh, running around with the kids while the parents were getting the party set up. And one of the kids was like, hey, you know, if we just turn this, we can all drink maple syrup until our eyes go across. So the kids all did that. And they oh, came shit. back to the party and the whole party was maple syrup themed. So there was like a maple sugar candy sculpture and like a maple sugar cake. And it was and the kids, the kids were like, Ugh. and the parents what? were like, what happened? We've tried so hard. No, no. And oh, all the no. children just were just like sugar ill. Amazing. And then she would hand me the bowl full of snow and maple syrup and be like, eat up. Yeah. But I got that story every time. Oh, my God. I definitely did that as a kid. I will say that I mm, I have to buy a different one. I can't. I can never remember what grade I like, the A or the B. Oh, I can you never know, remember because- either, but they're different. They are different. One of them tastes more like the tree. The other one tastes just kind of, um, I mean, it's it's pleasant. But one is like, you're in Vermont. And the other one is like, you like pancakes. <laughs> and I was in, so during the summer when I was a camp counselor in the, in the Adirondacks during the summer that I was a theater director at a camp in the Adirondacks. I need a whole episode just about this summer for you, honestly. This, okay. You know what it's going to be? It's duly going to be me telling stories about that camp and you telling me the stories of you in the Bahamas. (gasps) 
Yeah, and I just found the I just found another one of those journals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Amazing. Yeah, this is our going to be our our camp counselor episode. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um so what we would do because we we uh you'd have 2 days off. No, you'd have like 24 hours off. Something like that. We would go to Burlington. Most of the other counselors would, like, go to Montreal. We did go to Montreal one weekend. But we mostly went to Burlington because it was relatively close and super cute. And you could do everything, right? You could go to Ben and Jerry's. You could, like, you could go to the teddy bear factory. I've always wanted to go to Burlington. I never have. Uh, Vermont, or sorry, Montreal is I'll amazing. Go with you. And I've been there twice. But, yeah. I will, go, I will take you. It is wonderful. I would love to. And- I, I would... Um, Burlington in a moment. The Burlington burlesque people who I know are also fantastic people. Uh, I will say that their burlesque festival is in like late January, early February, which is it's a tricky time to Not be ideal. in Vermont. But yes. whatever. I was in Alaska in March, so it's fine. For sure. Yes. Um, Vermont. I, I fucking love Vermont. Um, and, uh, and we... Anyway, we would stay at this hotel. We would stay at a motel called the Ho Hum, <laughs> the, the Ho Hum Motel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was like where we would go. And then we would have breakfast at a Friendlies that was like across the parking lot. And this Friendlies, as much as they should have had like dollar store syrup, which is just you know like caramel coloring and, and table sugar, syrup. Yeah, they had legit Ugh. like. Vermont, a beaver felled this tree, and then I sapped it. Like that's that's what I got to have in Friendlies, and I was like, "This Friendlies was the first time I syrup that good." Ah, Friendlies was the first time I ever had chocolate chip pancakes. I don't know why that seared into my memory like that. Uh, I have a feeling there are details that (laughs) that might. I I mean be? I have very solid memories around food as a child. Like it yeah. was it was the it was uh I think a lot of children use food as a drug when they're young whether or not they wind up as a larger bodied person later mm-hmm. on. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Are you reliable? Do you keep me alive even when the people around me don't? Oh yeah. You you give me uh... some sort of inexplicable rush. Yes. <laughs> I understand. You're satisfying and I'm high. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> totally. Mm, God. Um, uh, yeah, maple syrup, uh, Montreal, the couple times that I've been. I actually really like maple sugar candy. That was something that was, as a grown-up, I'm like, that makes my teeth hurt thinking about it. But it is, I can eat, like, one or two pieces. When we oh, used to get, yes. we used to get, like, a little six-pack of the ones that were shaped like the leaves as a child. Yeah. Probably because of our family's heritage up in, in Canada. And um, uh, I would eat them all at this. My mom would be like, have like one a day. And I was like, chomp. Sure. (laughs) And then I would be (laughs) like, why does my tongue hurt so much? Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I was queen of canker sores when I was a small child. Oh, honey. Oh, I have a weird sore story. Real weird. (laughs) Tell Real me weird. your sore story. And it's this, a winter this one. This feels like a I good wrap-up story. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, wait. 
Uh, well, I uh, yes and yes and. Okay. But um, okay. The my final winter at college, my senior year, I was sick and maybe trying not to get sicker. Yeah. And halls had just released their like vitamin C defense lozenges. Oh, I remember those. And I was like. Yeah, yeah, they're they're good. I uh, are. Yeah. I mean, they they make them in like orange, lemon, and grapefruit. The grapefruit and ones. The delicious. grapefruit ones really killed it for me. I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, much like Starburst, they should do a version that is only the pink ones. Um, they uh, so they released this bag like that winter, and I was like, oh, easy peasy. So I'm just gonna like pop these, and so I pretty much was sucking on one. The entirety of my day, because they weren't gross, they were pleasant, and I'm like, vitamin C, I'm not going to get sicker. I started to get, first of all, my gums went totally red raw. That's a lot of zinc. It's a lot of other chemicals, yeah. And a lot of acid. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I didn't know. And so all of that vitamin C and ascorbic acid just sitting in your mouth... I was oh, like, why my gums are on fire? And I think I had to Google it. Oh, no. And because Google just just existed. Maybe it had been around for like two years. And they were like, hey, if you're going to use sea lozenges, do it sparingly. Because otherwise you could really irritate the, the tissue in your mouth, your tongue, your gums. Your lips. Whatever. That should be a big ass warning on the package. Thank you very much. This is why people are going to. Listen, <laughs> so children bad. were eating Tide Pods. Okay, <laughs> like you have to tell people not to fucking eat things, especially yeah. if it looks like candy. Come yep. on, come yep. on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible lesson. Um, what I did want to read you. Yes, please. Before we go for the evening is I, so I didn't find a whole lot of journaling with snow, but bitch, hold on. (laughs) I was in the middle of a yawn and then you made me laugh and it was very odd to come out. Oh no, No. I wanted to be satisfying. No, Um, no, that's fine. There'll be more. So I, (laughs) I kept... Uh, as I've mentioned, I did. I kept a written journal on and off through college, but what I also did was I kept a public Zanga, which was a different brand of a live journal. Right. And yes. I would write, and it wouldn't be my private thoughts, it would be curated thoughts, but I did keep my Zanga up a couple years into post-college adulthood. And so the very first winter that I spent as, like, a grown-ass child, um, I had my job at Gymboree. Yes. And I was living in my first apartment, which was a share in a house. So I had a driveway, and, uh, and, I, and I lived in this house with two other roommates. So, um, in my Zanga, from November 2006, I was doing one of those quizzes of like, tell me your favorite color, what what do you love, blah, blah, blah. And one of the questions is, what do you like about winter? And I wrote, not too much nowadays. It seems that for adults, all winter means is problems. No work, dangerous roads, getting your freaking car shoveled out of the driveway. Where did the joyous snow days and giant snow forts go? <laughs> 
And like, so perfect. Okay, okay. I have come to a realization. Um, all of your, all, all of your narrate voice, yeah. your voice, your voice in your writing around this time comes from a wonderful point of authority. I don't know if you've noticed that, but even your young stuff where it's like, well, boys oh, and girls, let me girl. tell you about this. But yes. all of your stuff is like, is like, listen, I got the scoop. It all, it all sounds, it all sounds yes. like that. But there's something, there's a quality to it that reminds me of the narrator from A Christmas Story, where it's ah! like, everyone knows that this and that happens, but actually it's <laughs> this. And if you know the secrets to X, Y, Z, then whoa. Like, it's so oh fucking funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny, and it's so specific. And it's not not it's your voice. Specific. It's obviously, like, you've evolved in how you write and how you talk. But, like. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the, no, that was absolutely my mo for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. A re- I honestly, I think until I started accepting myself as a writer. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting. Well, this was lovely. This was lovely. Also, I quite like it when we um, prepare journal things that we then don't get to use because then we get to come back Completely. and that's already ready for next time. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh my god. So wait, this um, is most... going to air this week, and so I guess whatever next we record should be about Valentine's Day. I mean, it obviously doesn't have That's to be correct. because Valentine's Day is made up, but... No, no, we should. It'll be Valentine's weekend. It'll be fun. Right on. Yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll do, um, those, that, that crazy thing that I haven't told our, our fuck buddies about, but you, uh, I, that, that creepy guy who, uh, sent me, like, awful lyrics yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um the more the journal entry that i was about to read to you like i have to cut so much i, I really do should look anyway i my whole like st- from age 16 to like when i met don which was 22 i think um was just my journals are littered with mentions of people who I am into, who I have no memory of. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Literally no memory of. Literally no memory. Yeah. No, no memory. There was something in here about a guy I worked with named Lawrence and his roommate, Gary, who kept calling me because he moved <laughs> out. And, like, I never met Gary, but Gary kept fucking calling me to see if Lawrence had checked in with me and then called me the day his mom died. <laughs> what? I'm so much better with what boundaries now. I got to tell you, if I have learned nothing in my growing up, it has been, I think that you should, we should teach that to children. We should teach you how to do your taxes, apply for a mortgage and yes. uh, how to avoid, <laughs> avoid the gross parts of the internet just in case you want to. Um, Cause you're going <laughs> to find them anyway. At least you know how to avoid them. And, yes, totally. And how to set boundaries. That's. I love it. That's that's it. That's all you need. Better than better than social studies. And bigger dummies than us. Bigger dummies than us. All right. That's it. I all right. You. I love you. I we love, love you too, fuck buddies. That's great. Find us on socials. Oh. Rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Tell a friend. And tell us your stories. Yeah. Oh, please tell I a mean, friend. I mean, we really want to hear nice. from you, but I guess everybody's shy. But um, 
tell a friend and or um, I think Radio Lab used to say this. If you know somebody who you think would enjoy us or another person's podcast, um, but there are people who don't listen to podcasts, show them how to listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, remind them that they don't necessarily have to get apps and have to, you know, you don't have to be For a sure. millennial to figure out podcasts. No, I think my mom listens to us on anchor.com. Yeah. Is it anchor.fm? Uh, yep. Yep. Just kidding. Anchor.fm. <laughs> JK. JK. That is exactly what it is. High fives. High fives. Bigger dummies than us. Bigger. Are there? There are. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh.